Welcome to Rock Solid Radio. I'm Linda Hutchinson, the Executive Director of Rock Solid Families, and I'm here with another special guest, Christy Andres. Welcome, Christy. Thank you, Linda. Is it Andres? Andres. Andres. Yes. Not, yeah. a, not Andres. <laughs> not, it's Andres. I'm, I was trying to do my <laughs> French sounding here. Andre. Uh, you know, Andre yeah. Andres. Andres. So good morning. Thank you for being here. And we're going to get to Christy in a, a second. If you're watching this week's episode on YouTube, you will notice that um, Merle is not here again. <laughs> and last week, Christy, my guest, we actually kicked him out last week. He was, uh, he was not welcome in the girl talk. But this week he was supposed to be, and I actually even said, promise he'll be back, and he's not back. So that was actually a scheduling nightmare that we had. So uh, Google calendars only work if you use them. So, That's right. um, so yes, two weeks in a row without Merle, but I promise he will be back. So, um, but we're excited about you coming and uh, fall break. So you're a teacher by trade. So mm-hmm. tell me about your fall break. Have you had some fun? Oh, yeah. Um Little this, little that. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of fun. Staycation. Staycation for sure. Yeah. Our girls keep us busy. Our youngest is a senior doing, um, she wants to go into musical theater. So doing some filming, getting her pre-screen recordings accomplished. It's been kind of crazy, but fun and good. Yeah. 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 Well, we, uh, we are in the middle of volleyball or at the end of the climax of volleyball season. So we were not, we were informed we were not allowed to leave town. So we are having staycations as well. So it's been fun. But before we get to Christy and, uh, she is a local middle school teacher and we're going to be talking about that, about her insights onto the, the world of middle school life. So, um, we're going to have her share more in a second, but before we do, we first want to thank our sponsors because we have to pay some bills mm-hmm. and we really are so appreciative of Casey's Outdoor Solutions and Maxwell Construction for coming alongside Rock Solid Radio and helping us do what we do and we are um, so thankful for their support of Rock Solid Radio and Rock Solid Families helping us to coach individuals, couples, and families through the power of God and his word. So Christy, before we jump into this crazy world of middle school, mm-hmm. tell us about Christy Andrus. Well, I'm really pretty simple. I'm a very simple person. (laughs) Simple girl. Simple girl, yeah. I've been married to Steve for 27 years. Uh, We have three daughters. Josie's 24, Anna's 20, Allie's 18. Um, They are all three just individually motivated, hard workers, God-fearing. Yeah, beautiful girls. They are following their paths, um, very different, each one, and um, we love it. And we're very proud of them, and um, they just keep moving forward and progressing. And I'm just like, tell me when, where, and uh, how much? (laughs) (laughs) And with girls, that usually is the case. Poor Steve. How does Steve deal with that? Like all those girls in one home. They adore him. Oh, gosh. I'm kind of the mean one. They adore him. Dad's home. They still, I mean, he just, he is treated well, I have a friend who has all girls and he says, I feel like I'm swimming in the estrogen ocean. So, <laughs> Oh, I'm sure Steve uh, has some comments to make, yeah, but, but he is adored. That. We won't do that on air because, yeah. you know, he's girls. But, right. but, you know, you've spent, 
um, decades uh, around kiddos, mm-hmm. teaching and mentoring. And um, I taught middle school in a K through eight building for eight years um, before I transitioned to full time ministry. So um, I worked with kids, you know, of all ages for over two decades as well. So three decades, really. That's how old I'm getting. Yeah, you you're getting yeah, close to those decades more too. Yeah. So both of us have kiddos and families that have gone through those middle school years. So mm-hmm. let's talk about two decades ago. Okay, Mm -hmm. so let's talk about education and what has not changed for our kiddos. What are you seeing as trends that you've been seeing for for decades? All kiddos need structure. They need discipline. Mm. Um, They want love. Mm. They want attention. They Mm. seek it. They love to play and they love to have fun. The (laughs) laughing and that's the best. They need friendships. Mm. And... um, most want to do well. Most want to please mm-hmm. those that they love and respect. Um, that's a common thread, I yeah. think, just in being within, you know, human spirit. That's yeah. kind of what we all, we all need. We all need, right? Yeah. yeah, and it starts young. And especially for our middle schoolers, I see those middle schoolers caught in mm-hmm. the middle. And that's been that way for decades where they feel like they're kind of living in both worlds. They're not a baby. They don't be treated as a baby anymore. Right. But they're not kind of mature enough to handle some of the freedoms of adulthood. And so they really feel this tension. And and by the way, their hormones are racing, mm-hmm. right? Bodies and emotions are changing. Hormones are developing. Their social brain is starting to develop. Right. And uh, they're really seeking those connections. There's that- a very fine line, you know, with them coming in. And they come in as these elementary babies yeah. But by the time they leave me at the end of sixth grade, it's like, wow, yeah, a lot of growth. Yeah. I taught in a K-8 building, and so um, I saw them progress. And, and I had six, seventh, and eighth graders. And man, you know that. When they come in as sixth graders, they still, they cry at the drop of the hat because they can't open their locker. <laughs> right. Or they, yes. you know, upset because they forgot their lunch. You know, by eighth grade, they're like, I don't care. I don't eat lunch, you know. <laughs> Uh, oh gosh it's a whole different world so yeah it is true they actually did a study of kids that had middle school buildings versus k-3 buildings so that they actually their confidence level dropped when they went into a middle school building i think it's because you are in this sea of hormonal chaos storming whereas if they were in a k-3 building they kind of progressively feel like bigger and you know stronger and older and uh, when they're thrown with just their age peers, it's really, it's a tough, tough transitional time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It for sure is. So so anyway, let's talk a little bit about middle school today because it's been since the 90s. My kids that I taught now are like, have kids that are middle schoolers, mm-hmm. which by the way, I was at a volleyball game. This is no lie. At the middle school that I taught at and my daughter's playing volleyball and all of a sudden I'm reading these last names of all these students and I'm like, hmm, I taught one of those. Mm, I taught one of those. And all of a sudden I looked up in the stands and there's like five or six (laughs) different students of mine who have daughters who are playing volleyball with my daughter. I'm telling you, I felt a little old. I felt a little old. So Mm -hmm. anyway, so tell me a little bit about what you love about middle schoolers. Right, because I could leave. I, you know, I could go down to elementary, but I choose mm. to stay. So very good question. It made me think last night when yeah. I was just preparing. Um, middle schoolers seek independence. Mm. And I love that in mm-hmm. individuals, you know, be independent, you know, be resourceful, find mm-hmm. what you need. So they do seek that. 
Um, the growth that I see in just not my curriculum area, which is language, but social, emotional, their confidence, mm. that I see a lot of great growth. Um, some have just the best sense of humor. I, I kind of think I do too. Some people <laughs> don't think I'm so funny, but um, I, I like to have fun and, and tease. And some of these kids, they come in and they're just ready. Mm. They, you know, Mrs. Andrews, you roasted them. <laughs> oh, did I? Yeah. You know, just they're fun. And I do enjoy my curriculum. Mm. I enjoy teaching writing. Um, it is just so important to be able to articulate mm. your thoughts in writing in today's world more so than ever. So I put a lot of passion. The kids know that. they, yeah. uh, the, And the growth I see in, in their writing is uh, keeps me mm. coming back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So... Yes, I see the same thing. And, and I used to love my, my students. They, they kept me laughing. They kept me on my toes. Uh-huh. And they definitely called out when things they didn't, they thought were inappropriate. Like they would call up my outfit, you know, like, Mrs. Hutchison, what are you wearing today? I'm like, <laughs> I would really go home and think, like, what was I wearing today? You know, and so um, it's tough. It's uh. tough when um, they are trying to figure it out. And so um, they really... Uh, can be fun. But let's talk about what has changed in middle school life for you, for what you see going back to the days when you started teaching to now. Hands down, the, the use of electronics. Mm. And, you know, and I'm just not talking the phone or an iPad. It's the video games mm. and um, some books. Well, yeah, yeah. Chromebooks. Um, and it, it's all of us. It's mm. our, our world. Mm. Just we're so involved in our electronics and you know these kids younger and younger Mm. are getting their hands on electronics and there are no limits yeah you know these kids are getting on social media way too young Mm. you know I hear so Mm. much of my sixth graders do you get my snap this whole snapping and Mm. like oh my gosh yeah you know they shouldn't in my opinion even be having phones and yeah, so that's been been huge. Actually, um, I'm going to do a little plug here for <clears throat> an organization that I've mentioned before on other shows. It's called Wait Until Eighth, mm-hmm. and it's actually a nonprofit organization that is literally asking parents, let's commit that we're not going to give our child a phone till the eighth grade. Yeah. And and the reason behind that is so much. There's so much research to support that. And what it does is it asks kids, parents of like first graders, second graders, make that commitment now that you're not going to do that until the eighth grade. That way you just kind of, they just know that's the way our family rolls. We adopted um, three children that um, when they were 11, 10 and seven. Okay. So they came in thinking we're going to get a phone and we're going to have all these. And in our kiddos, we have two other adult kids who really, that was not even a huge temptation back then. We had to set that, kind of establish that right there. Like, hey, guys, eighth grade. We'll have a conversation in the eighth grade mm-hmm. if you're mature enough and responsible enough to handle it. And so the first one, that was hard because that was really close to the eighth grade, right? Mm-hmm. But the second two, that was just the rule. And, yeah. and it really made life easy. Yep. And, you know, I, I'm amazed that that eighth grade, that's what they're saying because I didn't know, yeah. you know, as a parent when my girls were younger, but we established eighth grade summer. Mm. your eighth grade summer when you're going to be ready to Mm -hmm. go into the high school Mm -hmm. you're more involved in your extracurriculars why did I pick that time Mm. I I mean I don't know it just made logical sense to me and 
it works. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. We did our older children when they started to drive. And I get it. It's, mm-hmm. It is a lot different now. Um, and so we have adjusted. We've adjusted to that. But I still feel like we're putting technology in the hands of kids who are developmentally not ready to handle what they're being exposed to. Exactly. And that's really causing a lot of troubles down the road. Even outside of middle school, we're talking elementary school, right? That's right, so, for sure. So yeah, the technology and the social media is huge, and it's definitely affected it, our kids. Right, and I think that's affected our families, mm. our, our family life, how time is spent at home, yeah, you know, after supper. Go out, go outside and play. Mm-hmm. Put the electronics down. Don't even, you know, have a rule. Yeah. You know, we're not going to get on. We're going to play as a family. Yeah. If it's rainy, let's play a board game. Let's play memory. Yeah. Um, instead of everybody sitting around on their electronics. I was, I took our do- our son to the doctor yesterday for a checkup. And the, the nurse who's kind of taking his vitals asked him like, hey, what have you been doing over fall break? You're on fall break, right? He's like, well, I'm in the woods and I'm creating a mountain bike trail. <laughs> and and literally the, the nurse says like on a quad. And he's like, no, a bike. And he's like, she's like, do kids use bikes still? And I was like shocked. <laughs> but you know what? She's right. Like there's so many kids who don't even use a bicycle, who don't even go outside, who yeah. swing or don't climb a tree anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's because we've allowed them to sit on a screen all day, every day. Yep. And uh, that's not how you spend your fall break. That's not a healthy way. That's At right. least families today, we've got to make some choices. So mm-hmm. what else are you seeing? <clears throat> Well, just the the lack of structure and discipline. Uh, Kids, they just Mm. appear to be able to do what they want when Mm. they want. Um, You know, where the the child is kind of dictating and Mm. running the show. Mm. It's almost as if parents are afraid to hurt their feelings or Mm. don't want them to get upset and cry and, Mm. you know, have a temper tantrum, which is part yeah. of the territory. Yep. It comes yep. comes with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah it, so Chrissy, I, I know that um, you're still teaching. So I, I can speak to this a little easier because um, I don't care if I offend parents. Like I don't have a job to lose on that one. But I will tell you that as teachers and as parents, we and as coaches, we have told parents, you have got to have the back of your teachers and your principal in your school. If you come to the defense of your student every time there's an issue, mm-hmm. what you're telling that kid is that all those authorities over them are, are wrong and that you're going to take their side. And I'm not saying there's cases right. and exceptions to that rule, but the entitlement that we're giving our children right now. And and I'm just going to call out the three R's, okay? These are my grandma's three R's, man. And Great. she taught it, and my mom taught it, and I'm teaching it. And it's kind of a lost art. Okay, yeah. here's the three R's. Write this down, mom and dad. Okay, one is respect, okay? I, I cannot tell you how many substitutes and how many coaches and how many referees are quitting and yeah. mass droves because there's no respect for them and authority because the kids think they rule the roost. Mm. They can tell off a ref. They can cuss out a, a substitute. They can sneak out of the room. Like, like really? Like, mm-hmm. where's the respect for the authority? So respect is one. The second one, I believe, is responsibility. We're doing for our kids what they can do for themselves. Yeah. And as a mom, if you look at them and say, oh, I want to do more. I, I, my mom and dad didn't do that for me. They told me no. And I want to say yes to my kids. You're not helping them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're seeing the monsters that we're creating. And I'm not calling our kids monsters, but I'm, <laughs> the, the attitude and the entitlement yeah. is the monster, right? Yep. Yep. That you are having to deal with in the classroom. 
Yeah. And, and that makes it very tough to do your job. Mm-hmm. I, I know it is because I see it. And right. the third one is resourcefulness, that we're not turning off the screens, turning off the phones, turning off the computers, turning off the TV and saying, go outside. I'm bored. I don't care. Go outside. Mm-hmm. Like ride your bike, build a fort, right? draw on chalk. Pick up a stick. Pick up a stick. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and, and so that that's going to only come if we as parents instill the, the three R's. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, um, and, and I'm going to speak to this too, because I don't want you to offend any parents that are going to listen. They're like, oh, she's talking about me. The stability in the home. We've got so many kiddos who are going home to empty homes yeah. or multiple <clears throat> homes. And they are unnerved by that. That that creates instability. And and as we taught with your teachers recently, instability creates insecurity. And so we've got to help get the stability back in our home. Mm-hmm. And whether that's mom going part time, right? Whether that is one home that the parent the child is going to on a regular basis, something to help them create that stability. Yeah, I you know? I couldn't agree more. Yep. So. All right, let's talk specifically about the pandemic, Christy, because, um, you know, we've been in the last two years, 18 months, in a whole different time of life for kiddos and our families. And so what have you noticed specifically, um, maybe while the kids were quarantined and back in school, what have you seen happening? Well, while quarantined, the the best part of the quarantine Mm. was, you know, when we would Zoom with our students, with the kiddos or Google Meet, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And they absolutely love that. You know, just they would just (laughs) light up. Hey, Mrs. Anders, Mm -hmm. some would just Zoom me after the Zoom meeting. (laughs) And I'll never forget one time I was in the bedroom folding laundry and like, what are you doing? There was like this group that like, well, I'm just folding laundry. You know, they were lonely, but they are seeking that attention Mm -hmm. and it was adorable. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that the Zooming was really healthy when we just have the, the, oh, what's it called? The the day where, you know, they're just on their computer and we aren't Google meeting. Mm -hmm. I forget the term off the top of my head. Uh, That was not good. Mm -hmm. I would get lots of emails. They wanted, Mm -hmm. they need the interaction. Um, Since we've been back, oh man, it's been Mm -hmm. glorious. Lots Mm -hmm. of smiles. You know, the masks are gone and Mm -hmm. I can see, they can see me smiling. I can see them. We are in a district where we're not wearing masks and, uh, Praise God, because Praise. our kids need to see our facial expressions. They need to be able to see other people smiling at them. Mm-hmm. Man, there's some kids who've gone a year or two without yeah. that. Yeah. That's hard. That's hard on our kids. Right. And, you know, they're still, they're so talkative. It's mm. kind of hilarious. They just keep talking <laughs> to each other. They disregard the bell, disregard me standing up there. I'm like, hey, guys, I love that you love each other and yeah. you want to talk. Yeah. Um, so, so much better overall mm. than, you know, last year. The, mm. the, the, the big thing we noticed though, okay, you're talkative. That's great. We can deal with that. They're not really wanting to work hard. <laughs> the, Motivation has definitely been an issue. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, because during the e-learning, mm-hmm. you know, the grades counted, didn't mm-hmm. count. There yeah. was just too much of that wishy-washy going on. And so, there, it, it, this whole first quarter was pretty exhausting, mm. more so than any other beginning or wow. start, because it was. I was just trying to discipline them and yeah. get them 
to understand, hey, yeah, you know, this is due Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just. Yeah. And un- I know parents are dealing with that, too. They're really struggling with getting their kids motivated to do the work and right. to follow up on things. So isolation has really taken a toll on our kiddos mm-hmm. and um, it flies in the face of the very thing our middle schoolers need. And that is human connection. And we have got to really help our kids because when puberty hits, the brain reorganizes and it's trying to deal with new social connections that become more active and they're more aware of what people are thinking and how they're feeling about them. And they're kind of trying to trying to navigate like who likes me and and who am I and what do I want in life and so we've got to help our kids and and so we are seeing an epidemic really of a higher level than even before okay the Mm -hmm. storm of middle school has just taken a huge whirlwind tour and that is more anxiety and more depression um, self-harm poor academic um, performance and so that's why we wanted to do this show right Um, we're not here to sit and complain about our middle scores we love middle schoolers which people think we're crazy right (laughs) like you love middle schoolers like they're they're you know but Mm -hmm. there's something so energizing about them and so oh man you just see the potential in them and you know i i have great passion for that like you know you you were born to Mm. you know stand out let's go what what are you passionate about what are you good at um you know just really trying to instill love yourself, love who you are and and keep going, keep moving forward. Yeah. So let's, let's talk. And I'm hoping that parents will have their middle school or listen to this show. So what do we want to say to our middle schoolers that are listening about middle school life and and what it is that we want them to hear? Create balance Mm. in your life. Find time to, yeah, fuel your mind, work on your academics, uh, read, Take that time to do that. Take care of your body. Go exercise. You know, it doesn't mean you have to play on a team sport, Mm. soccer. You know, that isn't for everybody. But, you know, get out, ride your bike. Do something. Get (laughs) Yes. You know, get involved in nature. Just get outside. And, you know, feed your spirit daily, too. We Mm. are human. We are humans. And we are of mind, body, and spirit. Um, I'm a big believer in Christ. Mm. And... um, he starts my day every day. Um, I believe that that's lacking yeah. in in many homes, and um, and it it takes its toll. Yeah, actually, that's my third R or my fourth R. So we got respect, responsibility, resourcefulness, and relationship with Christ. Like yeah. that, that's really going to be what helps our kiddos. And I would say to those kiddos out there, is that um, you know you may think that your phone is something that relaxes you and unwinds you it's literally doing the opposite okay you think that you need a phone to connect with people we have never been more disconnected in our world today I'll never forget when my junior high daughter who did not have a phone went to Skyline after a volleyball game and she had some friends with her and every one of those friends had a phone except her. Mm-hmm. And that ent- there's a table of kids and a table of adults. And I looked over time and time again into that table of kids and there was no one talking to one another. Mm-hmm. Every single one of those kiddos were on their phone and there sat Mackenzie. 
And, and, you know, I felt for her, but she saw something. Yeah. She saw something that she did not want to do. Mm-hmm. And that is disconnect. Sitting at the lunch table. How many times oh, do you go gosh, down the, the cafeteria and see in the lunchroom? And it bothers me. They're, oh. they're allowed to bring their phones in mm. every, whenever I dismiss my fourth period, I'm like, have good conversations. Talk to yeah. each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but instead, we'll just kind of like yeah. sit there and just isolate ourselves. So, guys, it's not helping turn the phone off, put it in your pocket, talk to the person across from you or sitting next to you on the bus. Like we can connect and that's, what's going to help us grow and learn and really develop in maturity and in relationships. So, right. And that's my, my second piece of advice, advice, set screen time Mm. limits. I am not putting down these video games. Oh my Mm. gosh. Some of you guys are, they're so good at it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think it's now a college sport. You can get college scholarships. I have kids all the time tell me, I'm going to be a professional gamer. (laughs) That's going to be my career. Well, yeah. I mean, that's Mm. a possibility. So, hey, you you still need to have limits on that, you know? Some some of you guys stay up way Mm. late. Mom and dad don't even know. Yeah. They have no idea how late you're staying up. That is not okay. Yeah. And and parents, you know, take the devices out of their Mm. rooms. They should not be in there. Yeah. Yeah. So it, we're going to jump to the advice for parents. And that oh. would be one of my very first <laughs> right. things, honestly, right. is our in our home. And I believe it's a healthy habit to have phones sleep in the parents room. OK, mm-hmm. I don't even like them out in the kitchen because, you know, you go to bed at 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock and then the kids just go get their phone for the rest of the night. Right. So I have parents who say, oh, well, they have them in their room, but they have you know, blockers on them or, you know, limits on them and fine. But I'm just telling you, our kids are smart. Mm-hmm. And there's a million different ways to go around all of those limits and all of those blocks blockers, that you have. Yep. But if it's physically not in their room at night, then, and I've had parents say, well, they need it for an alarm clock. Go oh, to Walmart yeah. and buy an $8 alarm clock. Because yeah. <laughs> yep. that really doesn't sit well with me. Mm-hmm. Like that's a really lame excuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Give me another, um, you know, advice for the parents. Um, basic manners. Mm. I, I've noticed, boy, a, a fall of that. You know, when somebody says hi to you, say mm. hi back. Look mm. at them, say hi. Um, you know, the please, the thank you. Again, this isn't all children. It's just something I've right. noticed. And it's not um, rocket science. It's, <laughs> it's not. It's basic stuff. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and hold the door. Mm-hmm. For you know, we're going in and out of mm. rooms all day long. Hold the door open yeah. for somebody, yeah. for the person behind you. Yeah. I'm constantly saying that all day long. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. You know, they'll mm. walk right through conversations. Hey, back it up. <laughs> well, circle I, around. I was, I was with a group of teachers the other day, and they all were like, had their arms like this. And I'm like, why are you guys? And they're like, because if we don't, the kids literally just walk right through our conversation. And it's true. Like, they just don't even think the, twice. The right? Social awareness is gone. <laughs> gone yeah. and that that starts at home mm-hmm. that starts at home mom and dad that's why you have the three r's respect responsibility and resourcefulness if you go to mcdonald's give the kids money have them go order okay and then you monitor are they using manners are they speaking up are they saying mm-hmm. thank you like you get to monitor that and if you don't practice that at home or when you're out with them mm-hmm. how are they going to have that at school on their own independent <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and sometimes the kids just look at me like what yeah I- excuse yeah. me yeah. But like they didn't even know yeah. that they you know what they did yeah because mom and dad let's think about this our job is to prepare them for success in life and the first time they get a job and the 
and I had this, by the way, I had a client who was a young adult who literally lasted three days at their job because it was a fast food restaurant and the person made them mop the floor. And they said, they can mop the floor. And why do I have to keep mopping the floor? Because mm-hmm. that's your job. Mm-hmm. And that's what they hired you for. But it's like beneath them, right? Mm-hmm. And no one's taught them at home to mop the floor or to vacuum their room or to take out the garbage. And so if we don't do that at home, the first time a boss tells them or a teacher tells them, they yeah. literally blow up. Yeah. And we're not helping our kids succeed in life because it's not going to be the way that you're teaching them at home. Mm-hmm. So, And not, that's not all parents. We've got some great parents oh, out there of course. who are doing yep. an amazing job yep. and um, know that they've got to set limits. they got to love their kiddos and they got to set limits as well. So we thank you if you're that one of those parents. You know, <laughs> for sure. For sure. So anything else that um, you would want to say, Christy, to these parents? Um, what about trusting education? Oh, I think yeah. that's a huge issue today, isn't I, it? It is. Uh, I, I guess, who can I blame for that? Mainstream mm. media, just, yeah. I, I don't know. There's just this lack of respect that it breaks my heart. Because trust. And, and trust. Yeah. I mean, I myself know the the amount of time and dedication I have to this career. Mm-hmm. Uh, I consider myself a professional. I take it serious. Most of us do. Yeah. Um, and I've just noticed that the lack of trust, yeah. you know, well, what are you doing this for? And mm-hmm. you did it. And, Wait, hold on. Yeah. And that that's one of the first things I say to my students you have to trust me yeah. that don't question everything we're doing in here. It, it's a right. process. Right. There right. are many steps to education and mm. they, they work together. Right. And, and I, I would say <clears throat> on that is we've got to assume positive intent. Yes. And, and that's not our world today. Okay. This, this whole um, conspiracy theory about everything and everyone, right. Whether it be vaccines, whether it be our government, whether it be about education, whether it be whatever, we've got to trust those that we've put in authority over our kids, whether it be a coach, whether it be a teacher. Right. And, and if you're at home really mistrusting everybody and everything, you're creating a dynamic in your children that is not going to fare well for them in life. And it's really going to get ugly. Mm-hmm. It's going to get worse before it gets better. So, right. so understand that for many of our students, their plate is already full. I mean, the, the whole time of middle school, this transitional period, this, this storm of emotions and hormones, it's already a lot. And, and then we've got these outside pressures that maybe we haven't seen, like COVID, um, gender confusion. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our kiddos are just latching on to the first thing that feels good or sounds good. And we've got to help them with love and limits to show them what is going to get them to where they want to be in life you know that's right um so maybe even give our kids a little thicker skin Mm -hmm. we're seeing some of that with the bullying and things of everything is taken so personally and so so harshly right you you were talking before we came on air just teasing you know how that goes whoo south really quick anymore right and mm-hmm. and you know we teachers we're like gosh we have to watch mm. everything we say which really takes some joy out of our job yeah. because you know and i love what you said it's everything is with positive intent yeah no you know no one goes into their their job into the classroom i'm gonna you know mm. put this kid down yeah <clears throat> yeah 
Yeah. It's not at all. Yeah. A thicker skin. Hey, they're just teasing. Go with it. Just yeah. just roll with it. We, we have we have amazing educators. And, and yeah, there's always a, a bad apple that, you know, is anywhere, cruel, anywhere, anywhere in yeah. any profession. But for the most part, you we did not go into education to get rich. No, <laughs> no. You could take your skills and your experiences and make a lot more money and have a lot less headaches in other professions. But we chose because we want to invest in our kids. Right and families. And so that's why we do what we do. And um, I'm so thankful for you, Christy, and just um, the years and years that you've spent just pouring into kiddos. Do you have any kids that are old enough now to have kids? Oh, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. (laughs) So doesn't that make you feel a little old when they come in and like, oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. It's, yes, I feel old, but man, is it pretty awesome. It's rewarding. And, you know, they come back and... They have great memories, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. And it, they thank you for speaking um, into their life or telling them no, or maybe even, you know, giving them an, a suspension, you know, for something that they did was wrong. Like, right. And I, I've told my sixth graders over and over again, you may not like me this mm-hmm. whole school year. You know, I'm not here to be your friend, but mm-hmm. one day you're going to mm-hmm. look back and go, oh, that Mrs. Andrus, mm-hmm. you know, and it, yeah. it happens, you yeah. know, I'm going to ask you to do things that. Are, are tough, a little yeah. uncomfortable, but it's for your greater good. Just trust me, yeah. you know, yeah. so. Isn't that crazy? That's kind of what we're <clears throat> supposed to do as parents. We're really That's not right. supposed to be their friend, That's right. okay, or give them everything they want. We're there to be their parent, just like you're to be their teacher. And so we're here to do a job for them, to love them, but to give them limits. And so, um, you know, we are so thankful for you and the work that you do. And I know there's a lot of teachers out there that feel unappreciated and kind of dissed just by um, the lack of respect and the lack of trust that we've put in our teachers. So please, please, as a parent, you know, let's partner together with the schools. Let's partner together with our teachers for the better good of our students. They need that. When we're divided, nobody wins. No money. And so our kiddos need us more than ever. Mm-hmm. And I'm so thankful for um, teachers like Christy. Christy, anything else that you want to say before we close that maybe we haven't covered? Wow, thank you so much mm. for giving me the opportunity to speak truth. Mm. I, I'm just a big component. You know, the truth sometimes mm. hurts. Yeah. You know, it can be it can be hard to speak it. It can be hard mm. to live it. Um, but that's the only way we're going to improve and get better and rock solid. That's what it's all about. And so I am very honored. I, yeah. it get, it makes, gives me great joy and some peace to know that I'm able to speak it and I'm mm-hmm. trying to help and I'm here to help. So yeah. thank you yeah. for giving me that opportunity. Yeah. Well, we so appreciate you and you know, it's hard to hear sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. it's hard to speak it, but it's hard to hear it. And so if we've stepped on the toe before you lash out or before you speak, bit back, let's really think about what is in here that maybe I need to hear and what I need to do and change in my home, in my family, or in my world, because it really is about giving our kids the tools that they need to succeed in life. And that's what we're here for. We love our middle school kiddos. They are a storm of emotions and (laughs) and hormones, but man, they are just on the edge of some greatness that we just want to pour into and want to help them see in their lives. So we thank you for being here. So, Thank you. 
Um, we also want to thank, again, our sponsors, Rock Solid Families wants to thank Maxwell Construction and Casey's Outdoor Solutions for just partnering with us in this important show for our families. And so as we close today, please, please just continue to love our kids with limits and to love them the way they've been designed to love by a heavenly father who mm-hmm. has a plan for their life. And it's an amazing plan. So thanks for listening to Rock Solid Radio, building a stronger community, one family at a time. Make it a great day. Rock Solid Radio wants to thank Casey's Outdoor Solutions. Casey's is a premier garden center and gift shop located in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. They offer a wide selection of high-quality plants, landscaping materials, and home decor. They do amazing high-quality work and can help you transform your indoor and outdoor living spaces into something beautiful. So stop by Casey's Outdoor Solutions today and let them know you appreciate their support for Rock Solid Radio. Visit Casey's today at 21481 State Line Road, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Rock Solid Radio wants to thank Maxwell Construction, who has been our sponsor since the very beginning. For over 30 years, Maxwell has delivered the highest quality projects by holding to their core values of customer satisfaction, positive attitude, respect, and excellence. So if you have any kind of commercial construction need, give Maxwell Construction a call today at 812-537-2200.